and gentlemen, are you ready for the countdown? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hello everybody, I'm Anna and we're back at it again with 600 Seconds with Hollow Art. And today we have Jermaine Glass. All right, Jermaine Glass. Tell us about yourself. Uh, well, I'm originally from the great state of Mississippi. Okay. Oh, I got a best friend from Mississippi. What part? Uh, Louisville. Okay. Yeah, what part are your friends from? I'm sorry, best friend, but I forgot. <laughs> Did you say Jacksonville? Jackson. Okay. It might be Jackson. Something else. Y'all got a lot of deals. Yep. You're right about that. You're right about that. How'd you like growing up in Mississippi? I mean, it ain't, ain't that bad, you know what I mean? Cause I grew up in the country and then like the town where I'm from is predominantly black. So, you know, and then besides your, your usual racist stuff, but you get used to that. So, you know. Is the food better down there or here? Look, nah, ain't nothing like the good home cooking. Right. <laughs> ain't nothing like the good home cooking, but you know, ain't ain't too bad. Uh, I say like over here, it's a lot more stuff to do, and then especially like uh, different stuff you want to pursue as far as like comedy, uh, rapping, and all this other good stuff. You're you're closer to cities where uh, a lot more people are doing it, it's more access versus down there you have to travel a little bit. Okay. So how long have you been in the Canadian industry? Um, I got started last year, actually um, September 12th, because um, it was something I always been wanting to do and pursue ever since I was little. You know what I mean? Grew up watching Devil Comedy Jam, Comedy View, so that's what really inspired me. Just watching those comedians growing up. And then I've always just been like kind of funny, you know, one of the people, monster group, I always make people laugh. Right. So you was the class clown? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, stay getting that on my report card. Okay. Okay. So um, just from there and then I just finally decided I'm gonna just go ahead and um, try it out. Alright, so what I've noticed like with a lot of like artists, comedians, like all of them literally are following their childhood dreams. So that's really dope. I feel like we all should just kind of stick to what we want to do as a child. I mean, you, you're right about that because uh, the only person who really limits us is ourselves. Right. So, you know, whatever you're thinking about and dreaming of as a child, the only thing that stops you from pursuing it is yourself. Right. You know, just as we get older and then experience like more stuff. Your parents come in with, like, your parents, right. your teachers, like, you should do this, you should do that, be a lawyer, be a doctor. Yeah. Oh, funny. <laughs> you know, what, what we should focus on is finding our passion. Right. You know, because if it's something that you'll do for free, then why not do that till one day you eventually get paid to do right. it? Versus getting paid for something you ain't doing. Exactly, man. Don't want to do it no more. Right. <laughs> so, what are your goals with comedy? I mean, just to keep on improving, get better, and then just uh, see where it takes me. Okay. What's your sign? 
I'm a Virgo. You're a Virgo? Yeah. I'm a mom's Virgo. You're really late back. Yeah. I, 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 like I got another side. I got another side to y'all. Yeah, I mean, Virgo is something else. We, uh, we're good people. So we, we have our, our challenges. For the Very most part. Oh, yeah. Headstrong, for real. Oh, yeah. So, with comedy, you pretty much want to go with the flow, just like following your heart almost? Yeah, I mean, to get to the point where I do this for a living full time because right. you get to travel, see many different places, mm -hmm. things, and you know, then uh, you know, eventually it's just your own boss, you're working for yourself. Exactly. What's one of the places in the world that you haven't traveled that you really want to go to? I want to go to Australia, but at the same time, they got too, <laughs> too, too much, much going on, on down there. <laughs> okay, before they had too much going on, why Australia? <laughs> I mean, because it's different, you know. Um, as far as, I remember back when I was like in the fifth grade, and this uh, guy from Australia came, and here we call it a cookie, but he's like, y'all want a biscuit? I'm like, oh, yeah. no, nobody want no biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> so he like, no, that's what we call cookies. I like, bro, y'all got some weird language. <laughs> so, do you have any influences, like inspiration? Um, yeah, I mean, many, many different things. Uh, just as far as uh, person who inspired me in my life in general would be my mother and my grandmother. Uh, you know. Shout out to mom, shout out to grandma. Oh yeah, she's worried about the black women. Um, and then as far as um, comedy, is, is so many. You just go down the list. Martin Lawrence, uh, Richard Pryor, uh, Eddie Murphy, you know, just a whole plethora of people. Right? It's just inspirational. You look at their different styles and what they did and how they changed the game and stuff. So, you know, hopefully add on to that one day myself. Right, and hopefully to work with one of them as well. You know, that, that'll be wild. That'd be wild. <laughs> Do you have any current or upcoming events, projects maybe? Um, Not at the moment, but you know, I'm always searching, trying to find something to stay active with. Okay. If this weren't what you were doing right now, what would you be doing? If this wasn't, I'd be trying to find somewhere where I get to an open mic. There you go. <laughs> Now, what do you think your I made it moment would be? I'll never have that moment. <laughs> what? I'll never have that Explain. moment. Explain. Because uh, just the type of person I am, if I accomplish something now, I have to go to the next level, something bigger. So I'm always searching for the next level. So I never have that, that hit. I feel bad. Ooh. Just tricking me. <laughs> Do you have any advice for any upcoming comedian? Um, just stay consistent. Keep on working, grinding, and improving. You know, um, try to take your uh, record what you're doing. Go back and critique what you're doing, and then if some people give you some advice. You know, apply it and see how it works for you. Right. Now, in the midst of a pandemic. How has it impacted your career? Me personally, it ain't really impact my career because I work with the military and they don't really care about people. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 
didn't know that one. <laughs> I mean, I used to be in the military, hey. so you know, I, I got a different perspective. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a whole other world. So, you know, uh, I've, I've been working, uh, but I have seen how it's affected many other people, though. Now, are you looking forward to anything after COVID? I know a lot of things will shut down. Kind of open, not fully open. Um, as far as hopefully, you know, uh, just get more opportunities and then um, one day eventually be able to just be doing comedy and mm -hmm. acting or whatever full time and all that good stuff. And just using everything, the experiences happening in the world and just add that to my craft and my material. Are you, have you been any, in any um, yeah. films or anything? Um, yes, I was in this movie last year. Um, it came out in September. Okay. Yeah, so it was, it was pretty dope. What was it called? Um, dang, mine just went blank. It's okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll come back. Okay. Yeah, but now, um, negative exposure. I'm sorry. Negative exposure. I yeah, like that. Negative I like exposure. that name. Yeah, it's, it's a twist, so it's pretty much a movie uh, being told the opposite perspective of what black people usually have to go through, except as white people. Yeah, so that's pretty dope. I gotta watch that. You gotta put me on the back. Okay, speaking of movies, do you have a favorite comedy movie? Ooh, my favorite comedy movie. Oh, you just went um, to a whole other world. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so many classics. You look at uh, from Harlem Nights, The Life, uh, Coming to America. You know, it's, it's so many. Don't be a menace. Classic movies. Um, so yeah, I, I can go all day just naming movies. What about TV shows? TV show. Martin. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Of course, yeah. Martin always be a classic. Um, Jamie Foxx. You look at it back from Family Matters, which was a different type of comedy and all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, just a bunch of them. Now, tell the people how they can follow and support you. Well, y'all can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Jermaine Glass or Team Enlightenment, which is one word. Um, so, you know, y'all make sure you go in there, follow me, support, comment, share, yes. all that good stuff. Make sure y'all support Hello Art too. Thank you. We appreciate you. Now, one last question. One last question. Are y'all going to tell us some jokes? Of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Glass, so y'all give it up for him. Woo! Thank you, thank you. How y'all doing? Right. Everybody good? Oh, yeah. All right, so real quick, I was FaceTiming my sister and my niece and my nephew. They said, Hey, Uncle Jermaine, we want to roast you. I said, Listen, man. <laughs> I'm gonna give y'all a little time to build up your confidence and your self-esteem. Often I've been through some things, and I ain't really got no limit where I go with this. They like, no, we don't care. We wanna roast you. I'm like, alright, cool. So my nephew started out. He said, Uncle Jermaine, 
You ugly. <laughs> I said, okay, old classic. You know, been used and recycled many times. I said, that's why your feet dirty, because you ain't took a bath in a week. Snake and booty, little boy. <laughs> and he said, okay. Uncle Jermaine, that's why you ain't got no girlfriend, because you ugly. I said, okay, we're going to recycle our material a little bit. I, said, I got you. I got you. I said, that's why you can't read, because you dyslexic. <laughs> he said, what's dyslexic? I said, yo, stupid ass. <laughs> so, my sister's like, you better leave my baby alone. I said, look, don't, lay, don't make me get on you. And that wig that you be using, that Tyler Perry be having all this goddamn movies. <laughs> so now, my niece, she not got fired up, but she want to jump in. And she hit me with something, listen, I want to prepare for it, I still can't figure it out. She said, Uncle Jermaine, that's why you look like a buffalo wild wing. <laughs> I said, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I was like, a buffalo wild wing? I was like, wow. I'm like, if that, you know, I did want me a little tent piece at the moment, you know, lemon pepper. That sounds delicious. So I told her, I said, that's why you don't know who your real daddy is or your mama a hoe. Oh. I know, I know. You're right. I warned them ahead of time that they was not prepared for this roast battle. And she said, I do know who my daddy is. I said, no, you don't. She turned to my sister. She said, Mom, who my daddy? My sister said, leave my goddamn kids alone with your simple ass. <laughs> so I'm just saying, hey, look. I, I feel like she's being inspired to be a comedian, so I'm just sitting up. I said, hey, you gotta be able to take these punches. Mm -hmm. So she hit my sister with another one. My sister was busting out a right, so she did. She said, Ma, you know how them white people be doing? My sister said, I don't give a shit about nothing about being goddamn white folks. They ain't got nothing to do with what I'm talking to you about. So my niece said, but mama still, you know how you white people be doing this, right? Always accusing us of something. Say, what I tell you, I don't give a shit about nothing about those damn white folks. They ain't got nothing to do with what I'm talking about. She said, Mom, but you acting just like the white people right now. You accuse me of something because I'm black. I said, listen, let me tell you something. I said, girl, you work on your timing. You're going with dumb. And speaking of these white people, let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room. They out of goddamn control. 2020, they first time they have been oppressed because they had to wear a damn mask. <laughs> and they've been showing their ass ever since. <laughs> now, the shit that happened up here at the Capitol, I know y'all was watching just like I was watching. I was sitting at home in my bed. I said, look at these crazy motherfuckers crawling this goddamn wall. I said, they want to call us monkeys. <laughs> I said, they will going climb this damn wall, losing their damn mind, right? I say, listen, people, I saw a couple of us out there. A couple of us, they didn't represent us, but they was out there. I say, look, these motherfuckers right here, I went on Facebook immediately. I said, these motherfuckers right here do not represent the black community. They represent a small portion that's in this sunken place. Mm. I just want y'all to know, because I already know how the media gonna do. They're gonna be the main ones that got the camera on, wanna shine on. I saw one black dude out there, haircut fucked up. Talking about some fuck black lives matter. I said, no, fuck whoever fucked up that haircut, bro. <laughs> that shit is trash. But listen, I'm gonna tell you, look, you gotta be aware of what you're doing. Look, 
I hang out with white people, but I let them know there's certain shit that y'all can do that I can't. And I make this known, I say, so y'all plan on doing some crazy shit? You let me know ahead of time so I can go home, cause I gotta go to work. So there's one time, tell you, I was in the military, right? I was hanging out with my homie called ASAP V-Bad. Now, I introduced him to Lil Boosie's song called Fuck the Police. If y'all ain't never heard it, the chorus go a little like this. It said, city, fuck em. Narcotics, fuck em. Feds, fuck em. DA, fuck em. We don't need your bitches on our street. Say with me, fuck the police. Fuck the police. So I put him on the song. Ain't no like white people typically do. You introduce them to something, some of that black culture, they eat it up. So he learned this motherfucker word by word, right? And he got a little too comfortable saying the N-word. I said, hey, bro, listen, you gotta chill out on the N-word. Now, I understand you sing the song, but you gotta chill out on it, right? So we go out to the club one night, me, him, other homie, Nate. We're in the club, and then I'm walking around. I'm like, where the fuck these motherfuckers go? So I look outside, and I see ASAP out here on the curb. He up and doing this. <laughs> I like, oh shit, they done took the party outside, bet. So I walk out there, I like, bro, what you doing out here? This motherfucker crying. <laughs> I say, bro, what you crying for? What the fuck wrong with you? He said, those racist motherfuckers, those racist motherfuckers kicking Nate out. <laughs> those racist motherfuckers. <laughs> They kick Nate out. <laughs> I like, bro, why is she dancing though? <laughs> you confused me right now. Your body language ain't matching up. I like, where Nate go? He said, he walked home. I said, walked home, bro. He live across town. We gotta go get him. So I'm like, come on, bro, got no. He's like, fuck that. Those racist motherfuckers kick Nate out. Now mine's we outside the club, there's some police out there. So automatically they see a black person and they see a white person in distress. They gotta come save somebody. <laughs> let you know who they ain't there for. So the cop walk up, he like, what's going on? He say, fuck you, you racist motherfucker. <laughs> I said, bro, chill out. Lord the spot. And the cop like, like, what's going on, what's going on? I said, hey, listen, he just drunk, a little upset. Look, we gonna get out of here. He's like, no, nah, fuck that. Cause without that badge, you just a bitch in the head. I said, why did I introduce him? Why did I introduce him to that goddamn song? Listen, look, we sing that in the car. We don't really practice it in real life. Because when you black, it comes with consequences. So I'm like, bro, chill out. But white people, listen, he gassed up his mind, made up. He wanted to stand up for black people. I appreciate that, but this just wasn't the time for that. So the cops like, hey, you better come down, young man. He said, oh, yeah? Without that badge, you're a bitch in the head. We don't need you bitches on our street. He turned to me. He said, say with me. I said, I ain't saying shit. <laughs> you better get the fuck off the Listen, I'm trying to go home. So the cop put him in handcuffs. So I'm up here calm, because I've been in this situation many times. Y'all know, it's hands visible, because let's not try to pull no bullshit. My hands are visible. I said, sir, listen, he's drunk. I'm just trying to get him home. Um, 
I don't want that to bad, come back, reflect on our unit and stuff. I'm just trying to get home. Let me go home. This motherfucker on the car, on the hood, he like this. Fuck that. <laughs> I said, this motherfucker trying to get me killed. And then he said, listen, we're going to lock your friend up. I said, sir, hands are visible. He's drunk. He's a little upset. I said, if you can, let me just put him in that taxi over there. He said, we don't need you bitches on our street. He said, I said, listen, shut the fuck up. I'm not saying nothing. I'm trying to get your ass home. So the cops said, like, you know what? Fine. If you can get him in that taxi in the next two minutes, I'll let him go. I said, back. Let him go. I got it. So he let this motherfucker go. He tried to run at the cop. I'll pick his dumb ass up. I said, you don't get your stupid ass in the fucking car but you get me goddamn killed out here fucking child. So we get in a taxi, right? And he said, I can't believe you let them talk to you like that. I said, talk to me like what? He said, you just let them do you any type of way. I said, my bad, bro. You ain't had this black experience. This your first time, huh? I said, I understand, your first time. You see all that shit? You up here fucking acting crazy, right? But the whole time, the cop had his hand on his gun looking at me. <laughs> now you see the difference. You don't understand racism happening right there in the midst of us. <laughs> the crazy, irate motherfucker wasn't even a threat to them. So that's what I'm saying. Listen, y'all understand. It's certain stuff that ain't our shit. Like when they want to raid the Capitol, they plan on doing it again. It ain't our shit. Don't show up, brother. If you want to, they can. Because then we riding on in the car, right? Then this motherfucker, he said, where the fuck is my car? He said, those racist motherfuckers got my car. I said, God damn. Here we go, some more shit. So we get to the light. He jump out the motherfucking taxi, right? And he see a cop car. He go run up to the window, white people shit. Smack that motherfucker. He said, you racist motherfuckers got my car. I said, yep, I'm counting Christmas. This is it. I ain't gonna make it tonight. This is it. I said, he is taking his white privilege too far. I done ran out my lifelines right now. All right, I done went so far as just talking to him and getting them to let me put you in the car. Now you want to jump out and go smack the goddamn cop window? Black people, listen, that ain't our shit. We don't do that. No, we trying to run away. We running away and we still getting shot. This motherfucker going start shit. So the cop pulls over, bam. This motherfucker take off walk, walk, up the goddamn road and shit. So I'm going behind him. Cop see me. He said, hey, come here. I said, God damn, here we go. <laughs> Make sure, hands visible, none threatened. Stuff that we trained to do. The white people apparently don't, don't think about it, don't pay no no mind to. So he go there, he say, What's going on, man? I said, my friend's a little drunk. He's upset. I'm just trying to get him home. He said, but you drunk too, right? I said, no. My friend's a little drunk. He's upset. I'm trying to get him home. He said, no, but you're drunk too. I said, all right, I see you just don't give a fuck about me. Because um, honestly, he tried to turn this whole situation in on me. Tell about a goddamn homeboy who run up the road. So I said, hey, listen, man, can I just go get him? We, we, we got nothing going on, you know? They said, well, listen, I'll tell you what. 
whatever happened to him, you're all right. I said, I don't know what the fuck that means in real life. <laughs> but I'm just trying to get this dude and get him home. So the cop finally pulled out. I walk up the road. I get to this motherfucker. He up here talking to some white dude smoking a cigarette. When I walk up, the white boy gonna say, man, fuck the police. I said, cool. You, get your dumb ass in the goddamn car. But you up here get my ass killed tonight. So basically, people, what I'm telling y'all right now, you gotta understand that certain shit that we, as black people, can participate in, and some shit that we can't. But these white people, right now, in their minds, they oppressed, because they gotta wear some masks, and they gotta stay six feet away. Now, it's just a regular day for black people. Now you tell us, hey, you gotta stay home, you can't work, and we gonna get paid? Cool. White people? It's a whole new world for you. Hey, listen, that's my time, man. Appreciate that.